Hello, welcome to Weekly Dose with Dr. Uday, where all your questions for your primary care doctor are answered. Our goal is to help our listeners make their wellness a priority and live out long, enjoyable, and fulfilling lives. for joining us on this episode of Weekly Dose with Dr. Uday. I have a treat for you. I have uh, Dr. Brown with us today. So we're going to get into a very interesting topic of sleep and um, minimizing stress. So thank you so much for joining us. So I'm going to start with introductions. For those that don't know me, I am Dr. Uday. I'm a board-certified family medicine physician. I'm based in Martinsburg, West Virginia. Um, I own a primary care and aesthetic practice, and my goal is to have my patients not only feeling good, but looking good. So let's get right to it. So Dr. Brown, thank you so much for joining us. Um, I'm going to give some information about Dr. Brown. So Dr. Brown is a triple board certified sleep medicine physician. She's also the founder of Restful Sleep MD, where she helps busy professional women and their children prioritize sleep to achieve optimal health. So welcome, Dr. Brown. Thank you so much for taking the time to be with us today. Oh, this is such a thrill. Thank you so much for having me, Dr. Uday. Thank you, thank you. All right, well, let's get right into it. So the topic today is sleep and how to minimize stress. So, so Dr. Brown, from your perspective as a sleep specialist, why is sleep so important? Yeah, you know what? That is, that is the million dollar question. Sleep is a superpower. And that's what I really, that's my mission of helping people see and understand that sleep is so critical to everything we do in our lives, uh, mental, physical, and emotional health. And so really from top to bottom, it, in, it impacts the way we process, it impacts learning, it impacts growth, it impacts memory. And then, you know, when we talk about even our physical health, uh, you know, staying healthy, keeping a normal, regular blood pressure, maintaining weight and your metabolism, it's all related to sleep. And also in terms of our mood, right? Anxiety, depression, and things like that have been associated with not getting enough sleep. And we know how we feel when we don't get a night of good sleep. <laughs> Absolutely. I keep harping it to my patients. You've heard it now from the sleep specialist. So Dr. Brown, how do you tie in um, stress and sleep from your perspective? Because I also get a lot of complaints from mm -hmm. patients about you know being stressed out mm -hmm. and a lot of the times they're not getting a lot of sleep so what would you say to that point you know i think it's a bi-direction like sort of like a two-way relationship right so stress affects the quality of sleep we get and when we don't get enough sleep we're stressed <laughs> so i would say the reason why is what we are when we're stressed is we're in this sort of like fright flight mode which is really the opposite of where we need to be when we're trying to go to sleep. Mm -hmm. So if your brain is, you know, hyperactive, if your body feels tense, then the likelihood that you're going to get good quality sleep is low, right? And so 
I think that's how it, it impacts it such that this is why one of the things we always recommend as part of your routine is to find ways to just calm that nervous system down and just try to curb the stress. And many times, you know, what we see is that the stress doesn't just come up, right? It's not just like, oh, all day was fine. And then now I'm stressed at bedtime. Some people do experience that does with insomnia. But most often times what happens is we've carried on an accumulated stress all day and we've not necessarily created mechanisms to deal with that stress and so at bedtime right now it's dark you're alone with your thoughts it all just comes to you and that's the way for me I always say like think about it it's like your brain is like yes finally <laughs> I have your attention because you've been trying to avoid me all day and here <laughs> it's like here is the list of a gazillion things you should have done you should be doing and you're going to do tomorrow. Right. And here is, you know, just like random thoughts from 10 years ago about why that kid bullied you in school. Like just, it just yeah. comes all at once. And it's hard to be able to sleep when you're in that kind of, uh, when your mind is in that state. That's true. So what would you say, like from your perspective as a sleep specialist, what are people, what are the complaints that people have that automatically makes you realize that they're not getting enough sleep? You might have kind of touched on it, yeah. um, but if you can tell me what that is. Absolutely. So different things, um, a lot of, it depends on what group of people we're talking about. So a lot of like oh, adults, parents, moms that I work with, it's that I'm, I'm exhausted. I, um, I feel like I'm living in a fog. It yeah. could be things like, I'm just, I feel just so stressed. Or I, I just want to sleep in on the weekends. I really don't, you know, have a hard time getting up. Mm. Or things like I'm having to hit snooze multiple times when my alarm goes up in the morning, right? And sometimes it could be things like, you know, my blood pressure has been hard to control. Or my diabetes has kind of like been acting up. Or I'm having a hard time losing weight. Mm. And I have no motivation to, to go to the gym, you know? Mm. I'm always yelling at my kids. I feel very unsettled, no focus, memory. So there's so many things. <laughs> I hear it. Oh, like nodding my head because everything I hear it day in and day. So guys, you heard it. So I'm not making it up. Sleep there, <laughs> but I think it's one of those things that we just don't think is as important and we don't prioritize. Mm. But I always keep telling patients it affects so many things. So you guys, you heard it from the doc. So Dr. Brown, what tips do you get? Like practical tips would you give um, people out there, audience that are listening, that they can try to practice today to help them get on a better sleep hygiene regimen? Absolutely. So to start today, I, I love that. I love that. I think. There. one of the yeah really you can actually start today That's i great. have an acronym that i that i made it's called create uh, restful sleep habits and it's actually on my website you can just download it and what that has is almost like a checklist of things you should be doing should be or could be or have the privilege of doing i don't want it to become something that becomes a pressure for you either where you're like oh my gosh i didn't have a consistent bedtime and then it becomes a source of anxiety and stress no 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 these are just 
options for you to consider on your responsive journey. And so C stands, so it's create. So C stands for consistent. So having a consistent sleep time and bedtime. It sounds, a lot of this sounds very simple and practical. I think the issue is with implementing them. And I think, you know, when life is good, when kids are good, there's a lot of, we don't have the pressure of work and stress. We can do those things, but how do we create a system whereby we sustain that consistency, whether we're, you know, we feel overwhelmed by everything happening around us or not. But that consistency is key because it helps really keep our circadian rhythm well aligned. And then the R is having routines. So having a routine, routines are just like habits or rituals that we engage in. Bedtime routine, something around bedtime. So that's when you want to kind of start to power down. You may want to take a bath or shower, maybe read a book, meditate, you know, just two or three calming activities. And one of the things I always recommend is you pick what works for you. Don't try to adopt something that doesn't work for you. Like if reading stresses you out, don't read, right? Get do some yoga, stretching, deep breathing, you know, find two or three. And you may need to practice with a couple of them to find what works for you. And then E stands for the environment. So your sleep environment should be cool. It should be dark. It should be noise-free because all those things can affect the quality of sleep we get. You want your room to be as dark as possible so that your brain is really producing that melatonin, which is the sleep hormone. And then you also don't want a room that's too hot because that also disrupts the quality of sleep you get. And so I usually will say you want to keep your bedroom anywhere from about 65 to about 70, 72. So nothing too crazy, but I have to fix that. Okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> then, uh, because a lot of complaints people get is, oh, I wake up in the middle of the night and you realize, oh, wait, I'm sweaty. And so change that. That's a big sleep disruptor. Okay. And then A is assign your bed for sleep and sleep only in bed. And I think that's important because the bed, especially with our non, you know, non-typical work schedule nowadays, where people are working all day and then at night they're completing their work. Many times our work, our bedroom becomes our, you know, the, the movie theater and, the, you know, we're bringing our laptops in. So it becomes our office space. <laughs> and then also it becomes a place where we worry and that shouldn't be. Because your brain makes associations. Your brain will connect anything with anything. And so when you get into bed, if you train your brain to say, when we get into bed, it's supposed to be for sleep, then your brain will do, your body will do that. Right, but right. if you get into bed and it's like, okay, when we get into bed, sometimes we read, sometimes we worry, sometimes we eat dinner, sometimes we watch TV, sometimes we argue with our spouse, you know, like, your brain's like, so what are we doing now? What's what's the next on the agenda? So let's have those healthy associations. And then T is technology, right? Like that's a whole talk on its own because it's very alerting. It's very, it causes this sort of increased arousal where you just, your heart rate's up, you're excited or you're angry, you're frustrated, you know, so many emotions. And uh, also the notifications are very disruptive. So those things are... Just a few reasons why you want to just make sure that technology does not get in your way of good sleep. And then finally is E, the last E is uh, eliminate. So what that really covers is what are things in your habits, in your routines that you may want to either curb 
or you want to do later on in or earlier on in the day. So if you're going to drink caffeine, mm-hmm. caffeine is fine, but it's a stimulant. So that's something that you may want to eliminate using caffeine at bedtime. I would recommend at least maybe after 12 noon or 1 p.m. You probably want to cut back on caffeine. And then, you know, things like heavy meals. If you're going to eat your dinner, you want to make it about at least two hours before bedtime. This way, your body is not focusing on digestion when it should be sleeping. Right. And then alcohol is another one. Alcohol just really disrupts the quality of sleep we get. And uh, it's metabolized very quickly by our body. So even though you may fall asleep quickly, it may be hard for you to stay asleep. Right, right, right. Oh, this is so good. This is so, so good. Um, so you've heard it, guys. I mean, it's <laughs> simple things, but they're easy to do, but they're also easy not to do. So just like Dr. Brown has said, basically, you know, maybe pick one or two or three of these things that you do. And then when you're consistent with those, you can build on that. Mm-hmm. But something and all these tips that have been mentioned as something that you can add something to today and start. Um end of the day it's what you actually do that makes the difference yeah um let me see this i mean you have really covered this is amazing thank you so much <laughs> so i'm actually gonna shares and talk more about you and this is a question i always ask why do you do what you do doc yeah no thanks for having me so why i do what i do is really been based on what i experienced and knowing and understanding the science of sleep and how life saving or life shortening it could be um, really put me on a mission to get the word out there so I as well had the sleep issues where I didn't seasons when I didn't prioritize sleep and not because one because I didn't have the opportunity right a lot of us in training were sleep deprived and we didn't know better but then for me it had so much negative impact on my health on my mental health and wellness that once I was able to make that shift, it was incredible. And I'm like, wow, people need to get this. And so that's really been part of why I I've committed to doing this. And also for me specifically, you know, when I see children come into my practice and their parents are like, well, he's not sleeping, she's not sleeping, and I am not sleeping. So it's a family issue. It's not just the child, right? And so you look into the eyes of those parents, you see how exhausted they are. And they're not there to complain about themselves. They're there to bring their child to get the child, the help the child needs. And so I realized helping the child not only helps the child sleep better, but also helps improve the quality of life that the parents have. And so that's really what prompted me to start Restful Sleep MD. And for me personally, also as a professional woman, as someone who is like high achieving mm-hmm. and seemingly busy, it just made sense to really target those group because we look we look okay on the outside until we're not right and so that's really been that's really been what's inspired me that's amazing that is really what you do is absolutely needed we really appreciate everything that you do and that is amazing so for you know audience people that are listening um people that are trying to um see learn more about you connect with you where can people find you yeah absolutely so i am on facebook as uh funke brown i am also on instagram as restful sleep md i actually have my facebook page which is restful sleep md that has a lot of content and then on my website 
restfulsleepmd.com. And I do provide coaching for high achieving women who are, you know, beyond just like, okay, sleep hygiene, I did everything and I'm still exhausted, or I just can't fit the sleep in, or my child's just not sleeping. And so I'm not sleeping. So I provide really individualized coaching for women in that category. So the best place to hop on a call to talk with me about that and how I might be able to help you is through my website, which is restfulsleepmd.com. Amazing. So doc, um, I will definitely be including that information um, with um, the post as well. But thank you so much for coming out um, and giving such wonderful nuggets that people can literally use today. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. From the specialist, I told you it was going to be good. You just didn't realize how good it was going to be. So you guys check Dr. Brown out. I'm going to put the information included uh, with this um, post when we're done with it. Um, and then, guys, if you're looking for a great family medicine doc, um, Apple Valley Family Medicine, we're open seven days a week. Um, we have evening hours, and we are more than happy to help. We're at, uh, you can get us at www.applevalleyfamilymed.com, and our number is 304-350-1087. All right, you guys, enjoy the rest of your week. Dr. Brown, thank you. Take Bye, care. Everybody. Bye. If you enjoy listening to this podcast, please take a moment to subscribe, share, and include a review. Don't forget, you're worth it, and your health is our priority. Tune in for another episode next week, and have a great rest of your week.